Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Everybody, welcome back to the Spurs 9501 podcast. This is Ray in London. I've got Cam in Florida with me. We're going to do a special program for you today for all our fans, all our viewers. We're going to do a bit of a preview of the Europa League um, draw, which sees Spurs being drawn against Dinamo Zagreb. Cam is our resident Croatian football expert, and he's going to give us some insight and give you guys some insight into the team and what he thinks is going to happen. Just give us a background. So welcome, Cam. How you been keeping? Very well, thanks. Very good. Thanks for inviting me again. No worries, you're welcome. So, Cam, um, I've got some questions here because you're our resident <laughs> expert, and we'll go through it and we'll see what the fans think. You know, please leave your comments, likes, and please subscribe to our channel so you can get notifications as soon as we release a new video. So, anyway, Cam, give us a bit of a history about Dinamo Zagreb. I mean, tell us first of all where they're from, because a lot of our, you know, foreign visitors may not know where where they are. So, just give us a, where they're located, etc., and then just give us. A bit of background on where they play. What they are the uh, yeah, they're the largest team in um, or the most the, the most popular team in uh, Croatia, um, and um, obviously from the city of Zagreb, uh, and, and um, they seem to have had been very successful over the uh, last few years. Um, they've won the Croatian First Football League twenty one times, believe it or not, and interestingly, they won in twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, and twenty twenty. So they're pretty popular. I mean, uh, uh, judging by the number of teams in in Croatia, uh, the old, from obviously the old Yugoslavia used to have a lot of very powerful teams, but since the breakup of um, Yugoslavia, I think that the leagues have become a bit less powerful. As we've probably seen the decline of teams like Red Star Belgrade that in the past had won uh, European titles, which are nowhere near their their peak in those days. But just of, uh, as an interest... Uh, um, um, so would I be right in saying you say they won the Croatian League? So did they drop down from the uh, Champions League or have they always been in the Europa League? Well, interestingly, I believe they have to qualify for the Champions League. And okay, but they didn't qualify for the Champions League. Hmm. But they have played in the Champions League many, many times. Um, just to let you know, they... Uh, <coughs> um, They've had a they've had a quite a big history in European football in the in the in the in the time that they've been around and the Champions League, they've played um, 136 times, and the last season they played, actually I believe they were um, they played last season in the Champions League, and okay. uh, um, this time they're in the UEFA League, uh, but 136 games, won 55 times, um, lost 53. They've never really advanced more than um, I think their best games probably <clears throat> the last time that, that in in the Euro in the Champions League they haven't really gone very far at all. Um, the most that they've ever done in in this uh, uh, Europa League is a round of sixteen. Um, that's really basically as far as they've got. Sure. So inter- interestingly, I mean, just to come back to Dynamo uh, Zagreb. They were in the same group as uh, Wolfsburg, who we've just beat. Okay. Uh, who they beat 3-0 in their first meeting, and then they beat them again. And the second meeting, I believe, they beat down, um, Wolfsburg 1-0. So, so did, they, did they top the group that Wolfsburg were in then? 
That's correct, yes. Okay. Uh, the other teams that were in that group were uh, um, Feyenoord, who they also beat, which is probably a bigger team, and, and CSK Moscow. Okay, that's quite a good team, actually. They used to yeah, uh, and they beat them as well, 3-1. Okay, so, so, uh, so, okay, that's good. I mean, have we got any history? Have we played um, Dinamo Zagreb before in any European games? We've played them once, and I'm going to come on to that. But just to say, to get into this round of 16, they beat Krasnodar 2-3 uh, yesterday. Okay. Um, what was so, the aggregate score? Was that aggregate? The aggregate score. Well, actually, they beat them 1-0 yesterday, but the aggregate score was 4-2. Didn't we play Krasnodar in, in our... You know, <laughs> we probably did, yes. Yeah, I think we, we did. did. But, yeah, I mean, what's really interesting is we have played them once before. And okay. I believe it's been in the um, Europa League too. Uh, so one game, which I'm not really sure why we only played them once, but they came to the old Tottenham Stadium at White Hart Lane, yeah. and they, it was in 2008, yeah. and they lost November 6, 2008. I believe I would have been at that game. Yeah. They lost 4-0. Oh, so... It'd be interesting to know, Darren yeah. Bent, a hat-trick... <laughs> that does say something about the actual opposition if Darren Bent gets it. But you know, they had uh, they had players like Mandzukic in the team at the time, okay. uh, Balaban, who were heard was quite a big player, and you know, um, but we had uh, Bale, Modric, Lennon, Zakora, Huddleston, uh, Bentley played for us, and Dawson and Woodgate were at the back, and Jorelio Gomez in, uh, in, in goal. Excellent. So that's a good good intro there. I must say to all our viewers and uh, listeners, Cam's being a bit of a hero now. He's got a bit of a sore throat, but he's got some honey and lemon and he's braving it because we really wanted to bring you this content yeah. to give you an overview of the Europa League opponents and just to give you some idea of how difficult or easy they could be. So thank you, Cam, for, for making right. the effort. That's really so tell us now... Um, Give us their – and we'll talk about their players as well, but give us – what's their current form? Where do they sit in the current Croatian league? I think they're top of the league. <laughs> oh, they're top of the league. Okay. So they're um, top of the league. So they're doing pretty well. So they're a good team. Who are their main – who are the main dangers? Who are their main threats in their team? Um, the main threat in their team – that's a really good good question. And um, I looked at it, this up. And the main threat in the team is a guy called Bruno Petkovic who, um, in terms of the, so far, the, in the Europa League rankings between Tottenham and, uh, uh, and, and Zagreb, he actually comes out at number one. He scored four goals, um, and he's very good in the air. Aerial wins, like, 4.2, and his ranking is 7.72, followed by Carlos Vinicius, who, for us, has had three goals and, th- and six goals and three assists. Um, so this guy is the top scorer in the Europa League, is that correct? That's good. No, he's their top scorer. Oh, their top scorer. Okay, yes, sorry. he's not the top scorer so far, but he comes out overall in his um, performance, mm. just ahead of uh, Vinicius, who's our top scorer. Yeah. Okay. Um, Anybody else in? Have they got any decent midfielders or defenders? Well, got most of our Croatian players. Lovro Major. I've never really heard of him. He's got two goals. What's his uh, name? Ma- Major M A J M A J E R. Okay, Major. Yeah. Uh, Orsic got two goals on a midfielder, left left sided midfielder. Yeah. And um I don't think there's any players that are gonna in the end set the the, the world alight. They've got a couple of uh, um they've got a Danish defender in Rasmus Lauritsen who uh, um has got a pretty good record too. Um, and, uh, okay, so tell us a bit about the team and what type of formation did they play and um what type are they attacking? Are they low block? 
Do they want? Do they are they a counter punching team, counter attacking team? What type I mean, of style of football they're going to play, Cam? That's really interesting. I'm really depends on I suppose who they're playing. But so far, if you look at their opposition that they played, they played um, mainly Eastern European teams. So they've probably been um, much more technical and much more attacking. And they played Feyenoord, who I don't know how good Feyenoord are right now in, in the Dutch league. It's really hard to tell with these Dutch teams how well they do. They keep going up and down. So overall, I don't really think they've been challenged by playing a, a top team. Um, the last round, Krasnodar, whatever you say, is not really a top team. So this will really be the first challenge. My view is that they're probably going to go more, much more defensive. Their goal-scoring record, well, I mean, we've, we've had some crazy goals in the uh, Europa League and the amount of goals that we've mm. scored. So you can't really compare to that, you know. Um, and so that their goal-scoring record isn't necessarily as good, but they can get goals and, and, they're, and, they're, and they're a pretty powerful uh, team in terms mm. of going forward. So what do they play, a 4-4-2 or is it a 4-2-3-1? Or more, maybe more, depending on the opposition, but they're probably more a traditional 4-4-2 team. 4-4-2. They're going to play with two strikers up front, which is going to be challenging for our defenders because they can't even cope with one striker. So two is going to be interesting. Okay, I think, I think they're the kind of team that if you let them get an early goal, then yeah. we could be in trouble. And yeah. we are going to be playing in Zagreb. Um, and I believe that they do allow players, in, they are allowing... They do allow people into the stadium. In okay, so, oh, oh, so okay, so we are being playing. There will be able to. Learn I don't know players. how many, but I believe there may be some some in the in the stadium. So that will be interesting to see. Well, what about the some areas that we could potentially exploit now? Um, what's the goalkeeper like? What are the defence like? Uh defence I think is pretty good. They're pretty solid in where they are. Um, the goalkeeper I really don't have much much on the goalkeeper. I've got some stats on the goalkeeper I can. I can put your way. How many goals did they let in in the group stages? In the group stages, um, let's see. Where is this goalkeeper? I'll find him. I mean, he's he's pretty highly ranked, much higher than our goalkeeper. Um, named Dominic Livakovic, who has um, had seven appearances. In the Europa League, and has um, I don't know how many he's let in a few goals. That's not really saying how many goals that he has let in, but uh, um, he's not I think a Croatian international, is he? Um, no, he's not. Okay, fine. So he's quite tall, is he? Yes, yeah, yes. definitely. One hundred and eighty-seven centimeters. Yeah, so he's quite tall. Yeah. Okay, so in terms of uh, areas to exploit, I think the defense may be. They've let in few goals against Krasnodar, etc. They can't be that great. So that's an area we could exploit, isn't it? Yes, definitely. They've conceded two goals against, uh, well, they, Krasnodar. They, they beat Krasnodar at home at Krasnodar, 2-3. So Krasnodar did let in two. They have clean sheet against Wolfsburg, clean sheet against Feyenoord, both away games. Uh, Moscow scored one against them. So, you know what, they... Um, I think this is because um, they, they haven't had they haven't been that bad, really. If you think about it, yeah. But I mean, they really conceded many goals, apart from Krasnodar and one at Moscow. Yeah. In terms of draws, where would you put this as a scale? I mean, if we've got somebody like I don't even want to mention their name, but the South London team, or maybe Man United, or AC Milan, that was going to be like a ten in terms of difficulty. And yeah. if we've got somebody like Young Boys, who's just like a Swiss team. It's like two or three. Where would you put this in a scale of difficulty then? Um, I put them, I mean, a tricky team because, I mean, you know, they they, they uh, played Moscow away and got yeah. a nil-nil. They played at Feyenoord, got, well, they played Feyenoord, played against them, got a nil-nil. Yeah, um, yeah. And Wolfsburg, they beat one nil in their first meeting. So mm. whilst they did pretty well, 
and they haven't conceded many goals at all. In the group stages, they conceded, um, well, I think they only conceded one goal. Which is incredible. They lost to Krasnodar 3-2. Oh, that was in the round of 32, though, wasn't it? No, yeah. they, they beat Krasnodar 2-3. In the round of 32? Yes. Oh, okay, fine. All right, so. Okay, and, so good um, and they won one nil. So basically, they haven't only conceded a goal. Yeah. I think they're going to be a really tough nut to crack. I mean, let's face think... it, it's not going to be an easy, easy match, especially going know. away to Croatia first. And you said that they had Feyenoord and CSK Sofia in the group. So Moscow, not... CSK Moscow. CSA Moscow, sorry. But they're not, they're not mugs then, are they? They're sort of, they're decent. I put them on a degree like maybe a four or five, maybe. Could have been yes, a lot. Could have been better. Could have been worse. Obviously, it's better playing them than playing Roma or Milan or Man United or even Arsenal at this stage. Yeah. Um, but taking those teams out, I mean, even Granada would probably, um, would have been a tough, tough one to go to. And I believe there's another Spanish team in there we're going to talk about in a minute. So overall, it's a pretty good draw for us. But we need to be very clear that I think you're going to need your, we're going to need our A team out to uh, put this one to bed. I think Jose, as you tell me to call him, Jose is definitely going to play his strongest team now. This is where it gets serious for him now. So he's definitely going to go uh, for, for this. Okay, I, mean, so, I think that the um, uh, Europa League is ideal um, place for Bell. He seems to be flourishing very deeply in it, and he seems to understand and play better in in Europa in Europe. I mean, the other thing is you'd expect with um, Jose's experience that he'll be able to um, take on these teams better than some of the Premier League teams. Well, we should hope so. Anyway, I mean, he's got a big scouting network in Europe. He'll know what to say and what to do and where the strengths are, etc. Yeah. Okay, so that's a really good uh, sort of overview. I mean, not many people know about these teams, so we just wanted to give our subscribers, all the Tottenham fans out there, just to give them an overview of who this team is, what we could expect. We'll see what happens on the day. But uh, let's go for a prediction, and then we'll, we'll talk a few things. But give us a prediction. Overall, I won't go you home and away. Aggregate, what's the score going to be? I probably think aggregate, we're going to be looking at about 3-1 or 3-2 because, I mean, the, this team doesn't concede many goals. So I think going away and getting them a 1-1 away and then maybe coming home and winning 2-0. OK. I mean, into my point of view, is maybe, yes, I think maybe a 1-1 or maybe a 2-1 win away and then maybe a 2-0. So I'll go 4-1 aggregate. You're going 3-1 aggregate. We'll see what happens. And they don't concede many goals. No, but they haven't played Tottenham then, have they? They haven't played against Harry Kane and Son yet, have they? No. So we'll see but we do that. concede goals. <laughs> yeah, but they, they don't score too many either, so let's see what happens anyway. Mm. Okay, excellent, Cam. That's really good, really good analysis. Now, what I want you to do is I'm going to show our viewers and everybody this the draw for the uh, last 16 of the Europa League, and I want you to put your Mystic Meg or your prediction hat on, and I want you to give a prediction on each one of these. So just give me a minute. I'm going to share the screen mm. in a minute. Just give me one second here if I can sort this out. Right. Let's go here and let's go. Let's go here. Right. So can you see that there, Cam? Yes, I can. Yes. So let's start with the first one then. Ajax against Young Boys. What's your prediction there? Well, my prediction is that Young Boys have been the surprise of the group of the uh, of the tournament so far. They've been doing very, very well. And I, I wouldn't put anything past them. I think Ajax are not the Ajax of two years ago when we played them in the um, uh, semi-final of the Champions League. So I'm going to go for a, a Young Boys to, to topple Ajax. Okay. Uh, an overall aggregate of about 3-2. 
Well, we don't need the aggregate. We just want to know who's going to win, I think. So. Right. Um, we, won't, we won't hold you to the aggregate. Okay, no. so the next one is Dynamo Kiev against Villarreal. No doubt that Villarreal will do it because the Spanish team always makes it to the last eight, if not to the final. So got to be Villarreal. How are they doing in La Liga at the moment, Villarreal? Uh, they're pretty high up there, I believe. I'm not okay. sure exactly where they are, but by the time we get to this, I will have to be able to find out and tell you exactly where, where they are, Villarreal. Okay. Right, here we go now. Roma against Shakhtar Donetsk. Mm, well, you know, you, you would hope that Shakhtar would get out there. Villarreal, just to go back, are sixth in the, in the league. Okay, so not, too, the, pretty not doing too badly. Yeah. yeah, not doing too badly at all. Uh, I mean, you know, the heart would hope that Shakhtar would do it because hopefully we'd get them in the next round. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think it's going to be Roma, isn't it? Roma are going to be probably one of the... Are they strong team, are they Roma? Very strong team. Probably one of the favourites to win it, I would believe. I'll tell you where they are right now. In, yeah. in They're fourth in the in the um, Syria. Syria. Yeah. Yep. With they a team in hand. They're, they're, you know, Roma, Roma are actually one point behind Juventus. Cam, did they come down from the Champions League? I believe they did. Yeah, okay. Okay, this is the next one. I'm interested in this one. Your favourite one. Repeat of last season, Olympiacos against Woolwich. Well, let's hope Olympiacos do what they did last year. Your heart says who? Olympiacos. My heart says Olympiacos. What does your head say? Olympiacos. Good. How are Olympiacos playing? Did they come down from the Champions League as well? I am not sure. I'm really not sure whether they did or not, but... um, um, I know. I believe they probably did because let's face it, there are not many good teams in in Greece. But the Piakos have got a are a bogey team for us, aren't they? If they beat them last time, yeah, they Yeah, I mean, you know, they're, they're they're a tricky number. Yeah, but you know, I mean, you got to give it to Arteta in the cups. I mean, he pulled it up, rub it out of the hat for the FA Cup, uh, um, the semi final and the final last season. You'd never expected them to do what he did. And he seemed to have done it again in the round of 32. So let's see what he does this time. Okay. You've covered Zagreb against Tottenham. This is a juicy one. This is Man United against Milan. Ibrahimovic, Ibra going back to Man United. What do you think about this one? I think you're going to have to favour Milan because they are very strong. Um, They lost 4-0 to Inter, though, didn't they? They're second in the league. Didn't they lose 4-0 to Inter? They did, but Inter are top of the league, and Milan are four points behind them. Okay, so they're very strong, really. They're very strong. They're they're one and two in uh, Italy, and Juventus are uh, four points behind them with a game in hand. Donnarumma, the goalie, does he play for Milan? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think he does. Okay, so Slavia Prahog, or Slavia Prague, who just knocked out Leicester, Uh uh, against Rangers, uh, Stevie Gerrard's team. What do you reckon? Prague, well, I think they'll knock out Rangers. Rangers have not really got pedigree in Europe, have they? I mean, I'm surprised they even stayed made it this far, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And the last one, Granada against Molder of Norway. Got to be Granada. Granada, are, again, another one of these teams in Spain that always seem to do pr- pretty well. Let me tell you where they are in the... Um, they're ninth right now in uh, in, in La Liga mm-hmm. um, with 30 points. Um, and Molder, probably at top of the Norwegian League, but what does that really mean? Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Cool. Excellent, Cam. Very good. Very good. Thanks for that. That was really interesting, actually. So, um, Who would we like to play in the next round is the question. Well, let's not count our chickens now. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go there. (laughs) Let's not count our chickens. Uh, We've got maybe five, few minutes left, four or five minutes. Did you use anything else you want to discuss? Let's have a quick chat about the match on Sunday against Burnley. Yeah. 
What do you think the score's gonna what do you think is gonna happen? Is are Bale and Ali gonna start? You know, I mean, what's gonna happen there? I read an interview from Mourinho today where he said that he knows exactly everyone knows how Burnley play, everyone knows how Sean Dyche is gonna run out of his team. I mean it's not gonna be, you know, it's pretty clear they have one way of playing and one way of going for it. We know exactly what it is. I mean and they are a very strong team, they're a powerful team. Technically, may not maybe not as gifted as as as, uh, as Tottenham should be, but they are a very powerful team, and they overrun us, and we're going to be in trouble. Their problem is, I think, the, the the problem for us is is that in the last few games we've had serious problems starting games coming to life, um, and you know even West Ham said they couldn't believe how slow Tottenham were in the first half an hour, and if we give that kind of space and time to Burnley and they punish us, they're a very hard team to break down. And that's what my fear is, that we need to get in there. Will he play Ali and, uh, and will he play Bell? I mean, you know, uh, Mourinho doesn't change, does he? He's going to stick to the old format. And I find it very hard if he's going to let them in. They should play. They should definitely play. And um, and, and they need we need to build a team that what the next half of the season around them. But, but will he do that? I don't know. I've got a feeling that, Bale won't start, that Lamella will start, and I think I'm not sure if Ali's gonna start either. I think he'll bring him on. Because against this dour team like Burnley, and don't forget they beat Liverpool away one nil. They won at Liverpool one nil. Mm-hmm. So they're no mugs and you know it's a really, really difficult people don't realise how difficult this is. People say, Oh Burnley two nil, three nil. It ain't gonna be that easy. No, we're gonna no. do if we beat Burnley, we're gonna have to play really, really hard to beat Burnley and win. Yeah. I think we can beat them two one. It's gonna be hard, but this could be the kickstart we need. To, to kick our season on. But don't forget, uh, all the other teams are playing. Man United playing Chelsea, Leicester playing Arsenal. You know, this is the chance to, to chance gonna... maybe put some distance, get, yeah. some, get, some back, get something back. I think yeah. a big problem for us is, and I think we've touched on it many times before, um, and this is where, this is the problem that Mourinho has got, and Steve often goes on about this, is the way that Hoybier and, uh, and Dombele are set up. Right, they're set up. They're too deep, so deep that they, they, the, the play that the only way you're going to get through Burnley is by moving very, very quickly, moving the ball quickly, and trying to get through those lines because they have placed themselves so compact that it's really difficult to blow down to break that down. And if you slow the ball down so much that Enomba uh, and Hoybier basically sit in front of our, our penalty box. Yeah. Um, how the hell are we going to get up there to 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 break that that team down? We give them too much time. You give Burnley time to get back into formation. There's no way getting through them. Oh, you'll never get through them. The only way I think is by the wings. You've got to get Reguilly on and whoever plays Aurier, whoever on the right. They've got to put crosses in because the middle, as you say, is going to be packed and it's going to be difficult to get through. Ideally, I'd like to see a double A dropped completely because I don't think he's done anything for the last few games and and have a more attacking. Minded. Problem is, I would agree with you. If you had Giovanni Lo Celso to come in, I agree with you. But Lo Celso's not there. We need some creativity in there. Unless you want to put Winks and Sissoko back in there and see us lose, that's up to you. I mean, well, then we've got Delhi supposed to be coming in, providing some creativity, and so is Bale. If we're going to bring Bale and Delhi in, then who's going to be dropped? It's got to be. It's going to have to be um, Lamella and and Nombale. Yeah, I think so. Well, let's see what happens. Anyway, uh, I'd rather Sissoko played as well because he's more. Yeah, he's got, we need some power there. Yeah. Anyway, everybody, thank you very much for watching this interesting, I hope you found it interesting, analysis of our um, future Europa League team. Cam in Florida has done some hard work doing some really good analysis to give you some information about it. But please put your comments in there, like and subscribe our channel. Tell us what you want us to talk about. And um, we'll give you more chance to see the famous Cam on screen giving his views and his 
for you know professing his love for Pale and his hate for Dombelli. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> and and uh, hopefully we will uh, speak to you again after the Burnley match. And I hope you tune in to listen to our post match analysis. So thank you again once and everybody for listening and watching our podcast. Uh, it's goodbye from Cam in Florida. Goodbye to all. And and come on, Spurs. Sorry, come on, you Spurs. And it's goodbye for me, Ray, in London. Take care and goodbye. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.